Hey, okay, we're back. Sorry, back to Lord Bone. We're jumping right in. Uh, no, I better. Okay, good. Okay, so, so you know, I'm in Florida guy. You're in charge of the whole section. Um, we now want to always grow the sport. Not now, always want to grow the sport of tennis. What's the sections doing, and specifically Florida doing pre-COVID to grow tennis? That's a, a great question. So before COVID, uh, focused very heavily on adult beginner players. Um, and I do think that tennis, unlike other sports, is something that you can play very actively as an adult for your entire life. So I did not start as a tennis player, started as a softball player. Um, and as I've gotten older, it's become very, very difficult for me to continue to play in sports. Mm -hmm. um, but tennis is one of the best sports for me to still play as an adult. So we focus very heavily on bringing in adult beginners and creating a more welcoming environment. And I'm not shy about saying uh, that when I first came to this organization uh, nine years ago, no one invited me to play tennis. And I think that really summarizes what the culture has been like for a long time. It's like, you're a new person, you were told, go take a lesson, and then when you're good enough, I'll play with you. We've completely dismantled that and said, people like me who come in who've never touched a racket, we need to be friendly to them, we need to invite them out to play, we need to be inclusive, reach out to people who aren't already in our network, and I think that was a heavy piece of our focus um, going into this year, and I think that that will continue to be a heavy piece of our focus, and COVID has kind of done us a little bit of a favor Mm -hmm. in that tennis okay. has become the de facto activity because it's safe to do. Right. Um, and I think ultimately people aren't able to do some of the other activities that they were planning to do this year are starting now to show up on the tennis courts and we're seeing heavy demand. I'll tell you, my wife is a perfect example of what you said. She started tennis 10 years ago, never really played because I play, got the kids out there. Now she's not the greatest strokes in the world, but she plays and it's social. She played big tennis for three or four years, loved it. So, uh, and if the parents play, what do the kids do? They play. Absolutely. That's so, another great point that you make is that one of the great things about tennis is that um, you know, you can get on the court and play with people of all different levels. There's ways you can play games. Like a match is, is just one way to play. You can have real, a lot of fun playing games with people with all skill levels that create equalizers there. And I think, you know, we have a really fun group. We have a lot more staff now who never played. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of staff who did play and we have staff who didn't play. And they're our best customers because we say, okay, we're gonna get you out on the court. You tell me what yeah. you like and what you don't like. Sure. And we've learned a lot from bringing in people who never touched a tennis ball that said, you know, I don't want you to go out there and run drills with me. You know, I'm not, I'm not 13. Right. Of course, <laughs> I get it, I get it. <laughs> okay. Well, real quick, who's better, Jason Gilbert or Andy Gladstone? They're not, they're not gonna uh. You know, I can't, I can't judge because I've never watched them play each other, believe it or not. So I don't know. All right, gotcha. All right, I just had to throw that in real quick. All right, so let's serious this. COVID kicks in. Um, you were in the event business. Fortunately, the ATP event was, was what, uh, had a great event. And then we lost a number of ITFs, L2s, L1s, and so on. Moving forward, now tennis has started again. How, what are the challenges because of what happened? Yeah. So I think fear, uh, you know, consumer fear is one, you know, people don't want to go out and catch COVID. Um, and I think a huge challenge is the providers, people like you having to put the protections in place and try to make sure that you're hosting a safe event for, for youth. And um, so what we saw was when we uh, enabled tournaments to come back in July, we saw about 50% of them cancel. 
So right. we had 50% of the providers that weren't prepared or didn't want to or didn't feel comfortable or the consumer wasn't coming out. Now we're getting very close to like 90% of the events running. So we see that there's uh, definitely more comfort, I think, as people have started to run more events. And we've tried to work very hard to say, what do you need from us? What can we do to help you in this environment uh, to manage the consumer that's coming in and also to give them reassurance that, that the experience is going to be healthy and safe? Right. It's from a national standpoint, the committee that we, put, that we kind of work together on is safety is number one. Because we all want people to get outdoors. Tennis is one of the best sports by far to play for youth and adults, right? So if all the tournament directors are giving, let's say, the blessing by you, we're going to run a safe event. Everyone can be happy. That's what we go for. And we do take uh, comments seriously. I mean, we know our, our junior tournament parents are not shy. So, you know, the thing that we tell tournament providers is, look, you know, we're going to hear about it. And, you know, we want to make sure that you're doing the safe thing. So tell us what we can do to help you right out of the gate. And then if we do get feedback that a parent didn't feel comfortable, we immediately follow up with the tournament and say, hey, we heard that, you know, maybe a parent wasn't comfortable. What can we do to help you make it better the next time? And we have the, the feedback has been very rare. I think we've gotten two uh, calls uh, mm -hmm. since we received in July. We followed up with both tournaments. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes there's too many people showing up. And I do have a lot of empathy for a tournament director that, you know, they're trying to do their job. But if, if the consumer is showing up in droves, sometimes that can be hard to manage. We're getting better at it. Uh, right. But we do realize challenges on both sides, and we try to do our best to say, how can we make this better? So safety, absolutely number one. Right. And I think it's not on your shoulders. I think it's on the tournament director and the families, because ultimately they're in charge of their own kids, and you know they have to follow the guidelines. You can't kind of mother, father, every single one and hold their hands. So I think everyone's doing a great job to start. Yeah, and I think for the most, like I said, I would say 99% is going really well. You know, those those one-off instances are just learning experiences for us. And, you know, we take them and we say, okay, we'll, we'll work on that and do a little bit better. Agree. I love the positive attitude. Love it. Um, moving forward, 2021, we have a new pathway, L1s, L7s. You know, what's your thoughts on getting ready for 21, let's say post-COVID? So I, I think the previous system that we had, um, I probably needed, you know, um, an algorithm to figure out how all the tournaments worked everywhere. Uh, even here, when I first started, we didn't we didn't have uh, numbers for our levels, right? We called them all different things, which I know a lot of the sections did. And from a marketing perspective, which is what I used to do, we were sitting there, we were like, so how does the consumer understand what that means? You know, and we moved to the numbers because it was simpler to say, okay, we're gonna go on a numeric system, mm -hmm. easier to explain, much simpler. And now with the whole country going to an even simpler numeric based system, which is one through seven, right. I think definitely makes it easier to explain to parents. Uh, and I know it also offers consistency because I think the the competitors that are looking to advance to the national level, they want to know that the competition is consistent, which yeah. is a fair thing to say. And I think this actually achieves that goal by saying, hey, what players experience in Florida is going to be the same uh, levels and the same type of competition that they experience in another section. But we still have the freedom to sanction as many tournaments as we want and to choose the areas because we know the section the best. So I think it right. allows us flexibility still within a consistent framework, which is pretty much good for everybody. 
Again, I, I run events, and I don't know everything by any means. Now it's simple. It's L1 to L7. You choose it. It's simple. And they can even cross states or sections if they live next to another state and play. It's not all these different rules. It's simple now. Yep. Yeah, right, I need so, simple. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, oh, my God. It's simple, especially the kids at e-learning. Forget it. Um, what, what can we do, meaning a father, mother, family, and even tournament directors, to help the overall growth of tennis and really just help the section? Because, you know, you always help us, but what can we do? Is it simply just follow the rules and, and you know, be a good sportsman and all? Tell us. Yeah, that's good. You know, I'm not, I'm more along the lines of invite someone else to play. Like, if you really want to help the growth of tennis, find somebody like me who maybe didn't play and say, hey, you want to come out to the court? Tennis is awesome. That's how I ended up playing is that I really wasn't invited to play. I wasn't really interested. And then somebody who was way better of a player than I am said, you know, hey, I want to just, you know, I, I want to get you out there. I want you to really enjoy tennis and be able to participate in events. And, and I think you have to invite people and it has to be a personal connection. So I would say everybody out there, whether you're an adult, um, if you're if you're a youth and you're like, hey, I've got a friend who's never picked up a racket, a racket, get them out there to play and try not to pick their ass because if you do that, they will right. not come back. So nice, gentle, make sure they have a good experience. Sure. That is the the biggest thing you can do for the section is to say, hey, invite someone else out to play, and then when they get the bug and they really want to play, call us and we'll find an opportunity for them to play more. That's really what we're here is like, hey, you want to play more? We'll help you with that. Sure, yeah, love it. I, my son plays everything, and his three good buddies don't play tennis. They just don't. They play soccer, football, basketball. So all the kids gravitate towards the team sports. I love the fact that if there's a way, you know, a lot of facilities, just bring a friend. Do a round robin every Saturday. You know, it's up to the tournament, excuse me, the tennis directors to do it. You know, something, go ahead and do it. An hour, whatever it is, round robin every Saturday for a few bucks. You know, make it inexpensive. And now you have kids come out because their friends play. That's what motivates kids. You know, you know this. I grew up playing team sports, and one of the great things about tennis is that it's both an individual and a team sport. And I don't think we highlight the team-based play enough. That's another thing I'm really excited about yeah. the change in the tournament levels is that team-based play becomes the entry-level point. Mm -hmm. Team-based play is really important. It's fun. Um, I'm an adult and I want to play with other people. Like, I don't want to go out there by myself. I want to go out with people I really want to hang out with. And I think kids, adults, they want to socialize. So I think if we get that type of environment going, the other thing that's important going back to the tournament side is we hear a lot, you know, kids will play these tournaments and then they'll want to go to college, which we hope they do get into college and do play tennis. And now all of a sudden they're on a team and they've not experienced that dynamic before. So I think team becomes very important. And I agree with you. Get the kids out there. Put them on a team together. Most of the time, they don't care if they win or lose. They're just hanging out with their friends. Right. And in an environment, they're away from their parents. Because I've heard that kids are really sick about, of being yeah. around their parents right now. So yeah. if you get them away from their parents, they'll be really happy. Anything with team, you have me at hello. I mean that. It's growing the sport, get the kids out of their hair, and let the kids have fun. You know, maybe they win more, but it's a close match. I agree. I have to say hi to Hal because yeah. I saw his comment pop up, and yes, I I love Stanley, um, the Panther. 
uh, from the Florida Panthers yeah, and yeah. stood me at your event one time and I didn't he stood he stood me up every time since so I'm waiting for Sydney to come back and visit me. All right, well, Jack, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to. How's the best? I love that. It's cute. Uh, it's um. Well, move fast forward three years from now. Where do you see USTA Florida, and uh, what do you think the growth can be? What, what, what will you see? What can we see? Uh, you know, I think we're always trying to get better. I, I think that's one thing that is really special about the culture that we have here is, you know, we really look at everything we do and say, well, how can we do more different or better? We don't, we don't, we have a lot of humility here about, you know, we don't have all the answers. So three years from now, I think we'll be better. We'll be better at serving new people and bringing more people into the game. I think we'll, um, We'll definitely have some more creative ideas about how to do that. I know our team is kicking that around right now of, you know, based on the COVID environment, some of the things we were doing before do not work now. Right. And we're, we own that, you know, okay, we can't drive all over the state and do in-person things all the time. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for us? So I think three years from now, we'll be better at serving new players, existing players, and my goal would be to have many more volunteers and providers out there working with us to deliver tennis. And, and I have no doubt with the team that we have that that's where we'll be in three years. Love it. You know, so I love your passion. I love this section. I'm a Floridian at heart. And you're a go-getter. You're not someone to sit on the tail and, and kick back and uh, grab a margarita. I know you're a go-getter. Yeah, I don't drink. So that's a little fun fact. So there's no margaritas here, but I drink coffee like it's going out of style. So I will tell you that everyone knows that about me, and that could be some reason for my energy is that I drink coffee all day. Long. It's okay. Love it. All right. Wait, my last question: What's going to be? What does somebody not know about you? Forget the coffee and the drinking and all that. Tell us something about Laura Bowen that just really very few people know. Mm, that's a good question. So. Uh, very few people know how I started my career because it was, you know, 20 plus years ago, but I actually started off um, as a reporter covering the mortgage finance industry. And I did that for over a decade and I, I wrote about mortgage finance. And uh, so I have very much a numbers brain uh, and I don't think people, because I was the marketing director and marketing people tend to be like very creative. Sure. Um, sure. I'm definitely a numbers oriented person. Uh, and so I think that surprises most people when they find out that I used to write about finance for a long time. I, I did not know that. I knew you were in real estate, but I didn't know you were a writer as well. Yeah, all right, good. Yep. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm going to end it. Listen, I very, very much appreciate your time. Um, if you see me looking over, because I have some because I wanted to ask you, but, uh, thanks for everything you do for us. I mean, uh, junior events. Uh, thank you for everything, everything okay. you do. I mean, you guys make my job fun. And, you know, I love it and I love to hear from everybody. So I, I think what surprises people is when they reach out to me, I respond and they're like, oh, I didn't think I'd get an email back. And, yeah, you know, I try very, very hard to anybody who reaches out to me, good, bad or ugly, you're going to hear, you know, you'll hear back from me. And I do uh, think that that's important is that we, we're here to serve everyone else. So don't be afraid. Don't be shy. You know, reach out. Tell me how you're feeling. What's going on? I love to know what's happening. And I hope that. Um, you know, maybe later this year, or early next year, you know, I, this is the longest I've actually not been out in the States mm -hmm. in the nine years that I've been here. I used to travel 
two, three times a month, and it really is starting to get to me. So I'm hoping that I can get out there and travel, and I definitely hope that I'll see you in February. I've got a streak going. It's a it. long event, nine years, yeah. Ivan. So this will be my 10th anniversary well, at the Delray Beach Open. There might and be I, a hat, your hat, a 10 year something. I gotta figure that out. I don't know. Out. Cake? I, I like cake. I don't drink, I don't drink, but I like cake. So okay. maybe we can some cake. And we'll have a, a nice celebration that COVID, COVID is going away, tennis is back, and 10 years of the Delray Beach Open, which, uh, which I can't thank you enough. You've always been such a great, great individual to me, and I, I just enjoy being around you and, and all that you do for us. You're, you're wonderful, so thank you. You're, you're amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. Real quick, vanilla or chocolate? Uh, vanilla. Gotcha. Okay, listen, you're awesome. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Whenever you need, we're here, I promise, okay? Yeah, me too. All right, talk to you later. Thanks, Laura. Take care. All right, goodbye.